Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially Mr. Bread. Yeah, Mr. Bread. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is uh, Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke. And no, no Steely Dan lyrics for you on Never Realm. That's how that works. But uh, Mr. Goddamn Bread, he's going to do the job to see him punk. Oh, definitely. You know, it's gonna I be great. I I don't give a shit. It's fucking great. Um, you know, I don't know, man. It's never realm twenty two, Luke. Twenty two, twenty one other times other than this one. Plus one is twenty two. That's how that works. We have <laughs> ingested things and talked about things, and that's what we're gonna do today. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just ingested some coffee. So you're right. Absolutely, hundred percent correct. And you you are right. Satoshi Kojima is going to do a job, but I don't care what anyone says. The fact I get to watch that match at all is kind of amazing. It's like a dream match I never thought I'd ever see. So I don't care. I want it. Give it to me. I mean, I, when Mr. Bread hits the machine gun chops, I won't yell it because I'll be sitting on my couch, but I will be saying in my mind, aim for the face. Aim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I wonder if, uh, yes, he, he must, CM Punk must know he can't take that lightly, right? He can't just chill out on the fucking apron <laughs> for fucking 20 minutes like like their first episode of Collision, right? He actually has to, like, work. Because Satoshi Kojima's, yeah, he might be, like, 10 or 12 years older than uh, Mr. Punk, but uh, guess what he can do better? It's the wrestles. <laughs> He's going to be bumping all over the place. <laughs> oh, damn straight. Amazing, so... Uh, it'd be just like that time Tenzon wrestled Yoshihashi. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> what was Tenzon doing that day? He's like, you know what? I'm going to bounce all over the goddamn ring for Yoshihashi for some reason. So <laughs> what a great match. That was good. Yeah. He definitely made that watchable, didn't he? Because we, we, we looked at that and we were like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> and then the match happened and we were just like, yep. It's awesome. Tenzin um, decided to, to flop around the whole time. It was amazing. <laughs> New Japan's the best wrestling. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, a lot of people are going to get a reminder of that <clears throat> at the Forbidden Door, which is on the uh, on the Mondays. But uh, I can't remember all the little announcements they made for, like, Rampage and Collision and, and all that kind of shit. But uh, something jumped out. Look, I was too busy marking out over the fact I was getting CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. So, like, <laughs> but <clears throat> so we know he's losing because uh, Jungle Boy does have a match with uh, the champ on on Forbidden Door. But on Rampage, we're getting Doki versus Jungle Boy, and uh, I, I've seen a little little sneaky snippet of it on the uh, on the Tweety. Apparently, uh, no one told Doki that this was like the C show of AEW now, <laughs> and he just went nuts. Well, and and that's a joke that someone else told that you just fucking stole. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I totally stole it. But uh, well, it's happened? still a good joke. It is. So yeah, you know, it's a it, it's a. <clears throat> I guess the uh, the crowd was drunk and or tired, or something. Because uh, they start chanting, Dookie, Dookie, Dookie. And uh, I don't care. He got over and they got to see him do some crazy shit. So 
know. So I'm gonna watch that. Rampage, Luke. Like that's <clears throat> nice. I'm gonna watch it probably because the power of Doki. Never once watched Rampage or even give a fuck about it. But uh, yeah, maybe I did one time because somebody else was on there or something. But I don't think so. And so this will be my first time probably watching Rampage because I want to see Doki just destroy his body for our entertainment because that's what he does and he ain't fucking around and it's like isn't it wonderful like okay so i've been to a million wrestling shows and you see guy you i mean you know you go to enough shows you know who's trying hard and who isn't you know mm-hmm. and i mean it's i mean you don't gotta go to shows to see that but it's it's pretty common on the indies that you'll have you know some vets that are just like ah, i'm taking the night off you know and um it, it's just awesome because you always have those guys on cards that show up and they're super over. And like, say somebody's never been to that show before. And they're like, why the fuck does anybody give a shit about this guy? It's like, oh, oh because he fucking tries. <laughs> you watch him and he kills himself in front of 14 people. And you're just like, oh my God, you're the best, buddy. I love this. <laughs> like that. Yeah, I love it too. And yeah, so I love that, that you're going to watch Rampage knowing Full damn well, Doki be jobbing. But uh, hey, it's uh, it's a pretty decent American stage for him, even if it is the C show, and uh, a lot of people are gonna see him. Maybe maybe for the first time as well. I'm actually excited for people to check out Rampage, just to see uh, Doki well, Doki lose. But he's gonna lose in amazing. The, in the graphic for the show, it 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 was like just five guys. You know, uh, with Doki from Just Five Guys up against Jungle Boy. That's what AEW sounds like to me. Yeah. By the way, and uh, and so so that means that, and they had like Kanemaru in the picture too. So hopefully he'll be there, and and like Doki's gonna distract the fucking idiot ref, and Kanemaru's gonna slap on the figure four on the floor. You know, I mean it's like he's gonna spit Suntory right in Jungle Boy's fucking face. I can't wait to see it because they're, you know, just five guys going to be total heels on the show. Like all oh, the definitely. New Japan guys, a lot of the New Japan guys are going to be huge heels on the show. It's great. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's do it. I know there's uh, <clears throat> probably a couple of little other matches that on Rampage and Collision that I'm just totally skipping over, but you know, that's fine. I'm happy. I'm, I'm fine with that. Do you want to talk it's about the realm? This is not yeah. a Forbidden Door preview. Oh, you don't you want to talk that? about Forbidden Door? Okay. No, I'm just saying, oh, yeah. the listeners, this is not a Forbidden Door preview show. This is Never Run 22, where we talk about whatever we want. So, and some of that's Forbidden Door. So you better take it easy out there. Everybody calm down. Everybody settle. So, uh, I like the card. It's pretty decent. We got uh, Adam Cole versus Filthy Tom. Uh, oh, I don't, okay. So, uh, I think that'll be interesting. We got uh, a, a, a Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale for Tony Storm's uh, AW title, so that'll be fun. We yeah. got uh, <clears throat> all right. Here's a here's, here's a decent way to look after Katsuyori here. I like this. It's got Orange Cassidy uh, having a four-way match for his international title against uh, Zack Saber Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. So uh, okay, you know. That's, that'll be fun fun time. I still want that Orange Yano match. I, I still think yeah. it's only gold. Why isn't Yano on this at all? Like, I mean, come on, man. Yano could be having. I think Yano would be super over in, in uh, AEW because people it would take two appearances on Dynamite. Two. That's it. 
he's got a ball shot your top baby face or top heel, whoever he's just going to fucking yeah. ball shot him, roll him up. Boom. That's all you got to do. Do it twice. People get it. It needs to be someone who's like a main eventer or an upper mid card guy. And everyone's like, oh, Yano's going to lose this guy. Ref distraction, low blow, roll up. <laughs> Yano wins in like three minutes. Like, okay. Uh, here's, the world the, Toriano. here's your opening spot. All right. Yano goes to the corner. Doesn't know what to do. There's no corner pad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only funny but he, for people that's Superman, but it's still funny. But he 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 figures it out, right? He instantly is like, wait a second, I know knots really well. And he immediately t- takes the like top turnbuckle like pad off. He figures it out right away and then he uses it. I mean, that's your opening spot. Somebody book it. I just thought of it. And I'm probably I'm like almost drunk now. Just saying. how many people in AEW have seen uh um, a man win by count out because he taped another guy to another guy and taped them both to the railing. <laughs> what about when he tied Okrado Khan's hair to the fucking <laughs> <laughs> guardrail? Or he, he put Hiromu in a goddamn elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yano. Yano's like in, in a low point right now. We're going to see yeah. the rise of Yano hopefully later this year. We'll see. Well, he's uh, in in the same block as Zack Sabre Jr. So uh, I'm just happy because uh, we, you and I love uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Yano G1 matches. <laughs> so I've mentioned it already. It is a first round match for the Owen Hart, Owen Hart Cup tournament. Uh, Kojima's be losing, but uh, we're going to see Bread bump the fuck around and uh, make sure he gets a good match out of CM Punk because, uh, hey, Kojima might look adorable and be adorable, but uh, he'll fuck you up. So uh, he's got the bag out of death. What does he punk have? Go to sleep. Bag out of death. Go to sleep. I mean, which is scarier? You tell me. Yeah, true. And uh, I do like that. uh, I saw on the tweety that uh, Kanta had replaced the photo of a promotional photo of Collision. And replace CM Punk's face with his own. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Kendra's a funny bastard. I feel like he asked for a ridiculous amount of money and they just said no. (laughs) I feel like that's what happened. You know? Doesn't it seem like it just because the way he is tweeting and whatnot? I don't know. Seems like that that could have been what happened. I feel like like Kendra is a man who's really happy with where he is right now. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's got a pretty decent spot. He gets pushed. He has really good feuds. He's fine. So uh, we do have a, a uh, big-ass tag, tag team match. It's the Blackpool Combat Club. we got John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, Kanosuke Takashita, and Shooter Umino versus The Elite, which is Hangman Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, with Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be... A lot of fun, and I, I look forward to seeing a spot in that match where Ishii's in there, and he's like, ducks Moxley, throws Yuta into Claudio, ducks Moxley again, suplex to Yuta, all that kind of stuff that he does. I love that kind of shit. So, yeah, he's man. And seeing him tag with Ishii, uh, Eddie Kingston, put Eddie King, yeah. that'd be a good World Tag League team. I mean, World Tag League would still suck, but that would be a good team. <laughs> you know... I have to say, the Young Bucks are in this match, right? Yep. You said that, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, listen. 
if you want to like if you don't get the young bucks you don't think they're good you're like kind of like i don't quite get them just watch their multi-man tag they're like fucking preview tag matches in new japan they man those three and kenny omega were just absolutely just some of the best multi-man tag match wrestlers ever in new japan their their like preview matches were just some of the best shit i've ever seen um so i really really am looking forward to this just to see if they kind of work in some of their old spots and you know if we if we see like the creativity that we would always see on the preview matches uh you know back in the day yep uh yeah they're great it's it's funny too because like i i can tell you that i think matt and nick jackson are two of the best tag in ever in tag team wrestling i can tell you that and i can tell you kenny meg is probably one of the best wrestlers i've ever seen too and yet i'm not mega fans of any of them i don't know why i'm a hipster i guess i don't know anyway i have no comment because i don't understand like you know i don't like i wouldn't buy that i like them and i like watching their matches and stuff i just wouldn't buy their t-shirt or anything like that you know maybe well here's the difference between you and i you've watched them on aew i haven't so like all I know is Young Bucks and ROH, Young Bucks and New Japan. That's all, and like PWG shit. That's like all, all I know, where they were kind of like amazing. So I don't. Know. I tend to think I, they booked. I, like those guys. I tend to think they booked pretty well on AW. It's just a taste thing. Like I think it's just me. Like I like them, but they don't like change my life. That's fine. I didn't say they changed my life. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I've raised the stakes <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> so this might be <laughs> this, this might be uh, obsolete because uh, we might find out on Rampage or Collision. But there's a six-man tag. It is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minara Suzuki who did team up uh, the three of them last year, and they're versing Sting, Darby Allen, and to be announced. So that person might be announced by then. But uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Minara Suzuki gets to share a ring with fucking Sting. Uh, I'm in. I don't care how good it is. That's I don't care. Apparently, like Jericho and Sting had never shared a ring together at all before until like a Dynamite or whatever a couple of weeks ago. They'd never even been in the same ring together at the same time. No kidding, huh? That's yeah. wild. It's wild, right? It's something you think that that like. Like when you realize that uh, Jericho and Mick Foley never wrestled. And you're like, really? Really? That's yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. They never had a feud right. or anything like that. Yeah. It's just insane. Uh, then we got this match is going to be great. We've got MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, this match will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sonata versus um, Junk Boy. Yep. Well, I don't get to talk about it. Like, that's that. Oh, match. Yeah. I mean, this is a preview show, right? Can we say that? Um, yeah. It's it's nothing but that match is fascinating, right? Tanahashi versus MJF. Oh yeah. That's I mean, like to me, I don't know what I have no idea what that's gonna be like. Like no clue. <laughs> I mean, I would expect a lot of shenanigans, but it might not be. I. Eh. It's just great because like somebody like MJF, I don't know. To me, like Tanahashi is one of the best in-ring storytellers there is in pro wrestling. He can like move a muscle and tell more of a story than most wrestlers, including probably MJF could do, you know, in that same way. I don't know, man, to me, that's like, 
I'm really, really fascinated by that match, and I'm almost looking forward to it as much as the main event. Just wait until, like, MJF tries his heel shit and and Tanahashi gives him a fuck you low blow for his troubles. Because that will happen. Yeah, or just slaps him (laughs) right in the face. This Uh, isn't, you know, this isn't like American wrestling. (laughs) The the good guy can just fucking kick the bad guy in the ball sometimes just because, you know, so. Yeah. In New Japan, like, uh, even the good guys have that killer instinct and that that moment of just like, oh, go fuck yourself, evil. I'm going to kick you in the nuts. You know, it's always deserved. Uh, hey, hey, Kenta, you hit me with that chair. I'm going to now murder you. you Dude, know? I'm going to put you on the shelf for six months. Holy shit. <laughs> Please don't kill each other. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we got uh, Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry uh, with Hook. Hook's going to be in his corner. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think this will be pretty good. Jungle Boy's great, and it's Sonata. So, yeah, it'll be a good time. This match will be fine. Um, you know, avid listener and my former uh, colleague on the road home from wrestling, John, was recently messaging me about this with very strong feelings. He is not a fan of Jungle Boy. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck is this match happening? <laughs> He's kind of hyper-focused on it, and it's kind of funny. And I noticed that some of the message boards are as well. They're very like upset about this and and whatnot, really? and I I don't really understand what the big deal is. I think I it's I don't be think a good it's match, good. and he's gonna yeah. lose unless you're turning him heel at some point in the future. I think so. Uh, I I don't think this is a a good booking decision for him unless that's the direction or something like that 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 they're going. Um, yeah. Well, the, I, you know, it's got to be right. The story right now with Jungle Boy is. Uh, he's promised everyone that he's getting a title this year. And he's already failed maybe once, maybe twice already this year. Yeah. And the thing is, Hook has that FTW title, and they're kind of friends at the moment. So what I think the story is going is, like, uh, Jungle Boy's going to lose oh. here. Then he might, in the near future, lose another title match. And just snap and just beat the shit out of Hook and take his title or something like that and start a jungle okay. boy. So I think that's where it's going. So that's why I don't mind this match. Also, like, no, neither of the champions are losing. It's funny, too, because, like, all right, MJF, he's going to take on one of New Japan's biggest stars. Sonata, all right, Jungle Boy's one of their kind of four-pillary <laughs> dudes. That's a but, guy. <laughs> but... All of all of uh, AEW's big big names like Brian Danielson and uh, Kenny and uh, <clears throat> you know Moxley, yeah they don't want to they don't want to piss them off. They want them to come to Japan and stuff. So like you know you know they're gonna have them lose against the champ. But yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Well, uh, I, I think Osprey's gonna win, right? Because like yeah yeah. I mean that's like an even trade off. I mean if he doesn't, oh, he's he's gonna get so over. Like even more than he was after Wrestle Kingdom, like dude, that match is gonna be insane, and uh, I'm concerned for both of them. <laughs> yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom match was insane, so uh, ouch. Yeah, this match is gonna be nuts. Oh, I guess yeah, well, Kenny Omega versus Osprey. Yeah, I think it's the main event too. No, main event's Daniel Bryan versus Okada. That's you reckon, cool. yeah, and uh, that's uh, obviously like that's one of those like. The Rock and Hulk Hogan like stand there in the ring, just looking. The crowd's just losing their minds. That's what's gonna happen at the beginning of that match. 
it's this is awesome not... chant before they even like lay a hand on each right. other. Right. So I mean, if the crowd reacts appropriately, which they will, and uh, I don't know, man, I don't know. That's gonna be absolutely amazing. I got a buddy of mine, uh, maybe a couple buddies of mine coming over that are kind of in the business, so it's gonna be fun to watch it with them. And I'm excited to see, you know, this fucking awesome show. We'll be covering it here on the Never Podcast. Yep. I know I did leave out at least one match. Uh, Athena versus Billy Starks, which is a women's okay. Owen Hart tournament first round match. So there you go. I, I got, gotta I got at least say all the matches. I got heat with that match, right? And here's all why. Right. Because fucking Okay, so tomorrow or Saturday night, there's a show I'm going to on Section Pro's fifth anniversary, Luke. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. You know, there's just, it's going to be awesome. I wish I could say everything I'm thinking right now. But Billy Starks was supposed to wrestle in a number one contender's four way match on that night, and she fucking bailed to go to Canada and wrestle on Forbidden Door. <laughs> I can't believe it. Is fucking incredible. I, you know, I've been friendly no. with her father for many years, you know, and I saw her like I was at ROH shows years ago where I'm like sitting right next to her and her dad, and she's just a little girl. And here she is, like one of the like wrestlers that has maybe the like zero ceiling, like no ceiling whatsoever. Billy Starks is tremendous, and I'm so happy for them that, that this is happening. This is awesome. No offense to uh, you or Unsanctioned Pro, but I think Billy Starks made the right decision. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How awesome is that, man? That's so cool. Yeah. Card subject to change. Unsanctioned Pro, five years anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, a, that's like, I at least wanted to talk about it with you because uh, Forbidden Door is on monday and you're having a vacation week so like i wanted to talk some wrestling with you this week well we're gonna talk about it in detail my friend on the next episode of the podcast yeah that's right so yeah should be a good show uh all right a lot of the builds seem to happen pretty quick but uh that's okay listen i got yep. something to tell you luke that's just disappointing it's just uh -oh. like what do i do it why? No, not you. New Japan is doing this to us, and I'm just frustrated. I mean, it's a good deal as far as pay-per-views go, but fucking July 4th and 5th, Independence Day, you showed up on New Japan World, it's a pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. No, it's a pay-per-view. Oh, you're fucking joking. Come on, man. I'm just like... <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is. It's like 30 bucks American and you get both nights. So it's not bad. You know, it's just like, fuck oh. you. Get out of my pocket. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's going to shock all the listeners and you and shake the foundations of everything everyone holds dear. Uh, you want to hear what that is? Yeah. All right. Wrestling's not the only thing I like spending money on. I know. Damn. Oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm kind of pissed. It just showed up there, and I was like, oh, fourth and fifth, cool. We finally know when it is. Because <laughs> I was not going to bother to look it up. 
And then, uh, of course, it showed up. It's, you know, like I said, it's not that expensive, but it's like, oh, my God, you bastards. I love that the strong pay-per-view is discount pay-per-view. <laughs> they know it's kind of like not quite what you're used to. So let's. Hey, at least now that it's in Japan, you reckon the fucking <laughs> sound team will win this this time? Oh, dude, they're not going. only that, they'll win two nights in a row. <laughs> there, it's two squash matches. So. Oh my god, maybe, maybe, maybe though, only the strong wrestlers are over there, and all the strong like, <laughs> all the people who do the strong fucking like sound and all that kind of stuff. No. They, they've, they've left in America. No. 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 Please no. They, they, they need... <laughs> Don't want to encourage no. them to put JR Kratos in pay-per-views. Like now, oh my god, we'll split this. Let's split it. It's something. Fine. It doesn't matter. We don't have to discuss that now. I was just like, what the fuck? And oh, I fuck. had to tell you about it. <laughs> Dude, it's man, that that is so fucking annoying. That's like, come on, man. Forbidden Door just happened. Hey. We'll, we'll have just... We'll, I, we'll, I just bought a pay-per-view. What was it? All together again now? Buy a T-shirt. <laughs> Somebody yeah. buy a T-shirt, please. <laughs> buy one of our T-shirts, please. We got a Teespring store. <laughs> hey, you could donate directly if you would like. So, just yeah. saying. But that's the only time I'll ever say that. So. Yeah, we don't do that that often. But, like, no. there's lots of pay-per-views. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. I get it. I figured there'd be one a month, but like now we're starting to get a little too stacked up and we've had a couple and you know, it's, it's, it's a little much, but, uh, but it is what it is. You know, we're, we're doing what we can. If we ever can't cover something, we just won't fuck it, you know, or we'll watch it by other means. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. Change the subject, Mr. Andy, because like I don't want to get all falsetto-y <laughs> and grumpy and shit. Well, That's Luke, fucking annoying. I have something interesting to speak with you about. You know, listen to the listeners out there. If you don't know, every once in a while, it doesn't always happen this way, but we kind of sometimes will workshop a joke. You know, in the in the messenger. You know, we're we're texting back and forth. We're workshopping jokes and stuff, and sometimes they make it in. Sometimes they don't. I'd say most of them don't. You know, but. Mm. We, we make a lot of jokes. Sometimes they land, sometimes they don't. And uh, we came across something amazing recently that I just had to share with the listeners. And this is the only forum in which I could share because it's a little offensive. So <laughs> it's just amazing. So we were trying to think of how to spice up Lance Archer. Right? <laughs> trying to figure out, like, he needs something else. <laughs> so he... <laughs> so we can't I don't know if I sent this to you, but I was thinking of the song, you know, everybody dies. And I was thinking, what if it was every baby dies? And my immediately thought is like he hates babies, because that's something that's happened in the past with him, kinda. And then <laughs> and he could immediately feud with you know, uh um Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on this. Shooter, Shooter Ubino. Shooter Ubino, right? Because he loves babies. And Luke, you know, you had some things to say about it. Tell me about the Lance Archer gimmick that you came up with. Oh my God, this was weeks ago. I forgot. Um, okay. Man, that's good podcast. I'll but... remind you. 
if yeah. you like. Yes, okay, please. So your addition to this, you gave Lance Archer gimmick. <laughs> he would come out with a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, we're just saying maybe spice them up a little bit with this gimmick we came up with. <laughs> he's he's gonna be on the strong shows. He's in an he's in a weird spot because AEW's not using him for some reason. And New Japan has made a shift, a freaking huge shift to New Blood. And no offense to Mr. Archer. Yeah, he's, he's they like uh, babies. They yeah. like babies. He They're all about babies like... now, and he hates them. <laughs> he hates babies. So. End of that coat hanger had a red tip on it, too. So, like, <laughs> they were like, no, nah, you can't come in here. Get out. <laughs> did you, how did you get on the plane with that? By the way, I, I know who, who could save everyone from a potential coat hanging in New Japan and would look like a mega superhero. It's the great Okan. <laughs> Oh my God, he's so fertile. <laughs> <laughs> he just has to wave his pants over the bed and the lady's pregnant. <laughs> it's a three-way feud. <laughs> it's a con versus Shooter versus Lance Archer <laughs> in the every every baby dies match. They put a baby in each corner. The champion of babies, strength. the maker of babies versus. <laughs> The killer of babies. <laughs> All three of Great Ocon's illegitimate children are in the ring in in three corners. And they have to you have to run to each corner, grab the baby, and save it. But you know, it's Great Ocon's son. So he Great Ocon's kids on a pole mat. <laughs> uh, I love this. I love that. That's fantasy dream book. That's what that is. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it is. And in fact, I've got way too many pages on it as well. So why do I spend so many pages on this? Oh my goodness, that is fantastic. Uh, I don't, when, as we're talking, it is uh, Strange New Worlds Day, so I, ha I haven't watched it yet. So. Uh, but you did uh, watch the first think. episode, though. I did, yeah. I liked it, but as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is great. Where's fucking Pike at number one? This is good. Where's Pike at number one? This is good. That new chick better change her voice pretty soon because it's fucking annoying. Where's number one and fucking Pike? And, you know, I'm getting it this week, so that'll today. I'll watch it tonight. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much my I review watched... of episode one. <laughs> well, I'll give you a spoiler-free review of episode two. You get all the Pike and, you know, all the number one that you could ever want. It's great. They, like, split up the characters for the first two episodes just to give you lots of time with each of them. So I'm assuming we can go on adventures in episode three and save worlds and fucking screw things up and learn moral lessons. That's my favorite yeah. shit. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to do a spoiler for the end of episode one, everyone. And uh, so if you haven't seen it, well, you've, if you had a week, whatever. You're fucking up. You're fucking but, uh, up if you haven't yeah, watched it. Yet. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, I like this show so much. Like, there's a book, like, set in season one. I'm like, I might read that. Anyway, like, 
they're starting like they're gonna have like a conflict with the Gorn, but I thought in Arena, like Kirk and Spock and shit had never met the Gorn before and didn't really know what they look like and shit. So yeah. I was thinking like imagine it was the Tholians. That could be a race that was they, they could use. Like they they were underused on, on Star Trek. Who were the Tholians? Remind me, I'm not an All right. encyclopedia. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Uh like I, I've seen the original series way too much, mostly because like it's a, I like to fall asleep to stuff, like and usually it's stuff I like, so that's one of my n- nighty night shows. It's called the it's an episode called the Tholian. <laughs> Shut up! It's an episode called the Tholian Web, and uh, like <clears throat> there's another Constitution class starship, and Kirk boards it to see what the fuck happened, but he's phasing in and out. And Spock and shit can't beam him on and fix it as he's phasing in and out because the Tholians are like, hey, you're in our territory, bitches. And they start making, like, this little web surrounding both of the ships and that kind of stuff. It's a really cool episode. It is in season three, so that's probably why you might not remember it because ah, that is the worst yes. season of the original series. That's a good one. That's a, that's a gem in um, a pile of shit that has, like, such gems in it as Spock's brain. Which yeah, is absolute insanity. It's, it's uh, usually when I fall asleep when I'm watching that season, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, you know, what's your favorite Star Trek alien? Klingons. Like, Klingons, okay. Yeah. Who's the best? Who's your favorite Klingon? Worf. Yeah. Who's your second? I'm sorry, favorite? they're boring answers, but like Worf's what my favorite Star, one of if not my favorite Star Trek character. So I love Worf. Your answer is acceptable. <laughs> what about you? What, uh, who's your? Well, like, okay, so my favorite Klingon is this fucking dude named Gowron. <laughs> he's got the crazy eyes, and he gets murdered, and he's just just like this guy who the Federation has to kind of get behind, sort of, because he's going to conquer. It's great. It's like a really complicated uh, like storyline where this guy is a shithead, but, you know, they know they have to get behind him because he can, you know, make the worst shitheads go away, right? Well, and plus he he makes Duras go away, and they're dickheads. They're, like, way worse. They're, they're basically hostile to the Federation. They're working with the Rami. Assholes, you cannot do that. So, see, you know, see, the thing I is, if, if say you're say, say, uh, the Klingon Empire is a democracy, right? It's not, but say it is, right? You've got Galron, who's kind of crazy, but he gets shit done, or you've got the Juros, and it turns right. out the Juros, uh, and the, you know, I don't want, I don't know about this Galron, he likes to work with the Federation. Then it, then it turns out, uh, Juros is like. Oh, by the way, they're working with the Romulans, so you get a, probably like a 99.99% swing vote to Gowron just because Klingons hate Romulans that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's great, you know. Plus, and the Federation hates them too. Romulans, yeah. very disrespected. And, like, that's funny because that's what kind of, like, <laughs> there was a little bit of, <laughs> of, like, hey, the Romulans aren't so bad in Picard. Season one and two <laughs> it was like, but they were also the worst at the same time. Ugh, that didn't work. No, no. Um, the problem with that is, like, even if you 
put on – I think I'm Romulan racist. I think Star Trek is just, like, beat it into me that, like, if I see Romulans on the TV, no matter how really nice they are, I'm like, I don't trust that motherfucker. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Romulus killed his brother because he jumped over his wall. It's great. <laughs> Tremendous story. There's so many stories of Romulus and Remus, right? They're the two brothers that founded Rome, and, like, they had this contest. Like, hey, who's going to, like, what, like, which hill are we going to, like, start the – the ancient Rome on, you know, and he's like, oh, I want this hill. It's the Aventine, you know, and Romulus is like, nah, you know, the Capiline Hill is the way to go. And so they start fucking fighting over it, but they decide they're going to like let, let the auspices figure it out. And they have an argument over how many birds they've seen. But like Romulus saw the most birds, so he wins. And they start building Rome and he builds these little tiny walls. And Remus is like, what the fuck? And jumps over him and like makes fun of him. Romulus is like, fuck you, and kills him. <laughs> that's the founding like story of Rome. I wonder if that story about Rome and its founding will have any impact on uh on uh how Rome's run for the next like thousand years. <laughs> like I want yeah, it's like I wonder if we're gonna end up killing each other, you think? You know why there's not like an insane amount of Roman uh, historical movies because, like, they all have the same ending. Everybody dies. Every every baby dies every time <laughs> in all those movies. Ridiculous. So, um, oh my goodness. Well, Luke, uh, I have to share something with you, and I've shared this with you before, but I have to share yeah. it with the listeners. Long time ago, I was on a podcast uh, just as a guest on this, like, new gen it's the uh, star trek the next generation podcast called shut up wesley it's no longer available and uh unfortunately uh, i'm gonna try to like dig a heel in and maybe get you know the episodes i was on like the, the recordings of them and post them somewhere but uh because that'd be cool but they had this tremendous theme song it's this guy named jimmy mack that ran it and he was awesome just like he was like a improvisational comedian that was his job and so <laughs> He was hilarious. And they had this theme song. And it's just incredible. And I had to share it with you guys. It's kind of apropos of nothing, but we're talking about we're talking about Star Trek. So I'm gonna perform for you now the Shut Up Wesley theme song. <clears throat> it goes. Shut up, Wesley, about your IQ. Data's a walking Wikipedia that's smarter than you. Shut up, Wesley. You just don't belong. You're only here because Captain Picard has a crush on your mom, and he's never <laughs> ever going to commit. He's too busy being captain to raise a little shit like Wesley. Please shut up. That's really nice. That's really funny. I like that. It's adorable as well. It's insightful. And it's uh, true. There's 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 two characters in like my two favoriteest franchises, Star Trek and Doctor Who, that are about the same-ish age. Maybe the Adric was a little older in Doctor Who. But I grew up thinking they were cool. I liked them. I grew up liking Wesley, probably because like, I was a little boy. But I grew up liking Adric, too. And then like, I engaged with fandom for the first time and just like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing what people's opinions are. And they're like, fucking Wesley. What a fucking... Oh, my God. Shut this motherfucker. I hate Wesley. And I was like, oh. And then, like, a, a while later, I was like, oh, Doctor Who fan. I'm like, 
I like Edric. Where's he rate on like best worst companions? Oh, he's near the bottom. I was like, oh, okay. No one likes the uh, young because they both have similarities and both are like they're obnoxiously smart and it gets annoying, but uh, <clears throat> never really bothered me too much because that's what young people are like. Uh, so it's fine. But uh, as I get older, I see why people dislike them, but I don't know. They're too ingrained in me from my childhood. And I still like both characters, but I see it. I see it. I always liked Wesley. I didn't have an issue with him. Yeah. And, like, J- Jimmy Mac told me that he didn't realize that, like, Will Wheaton had a big problem with that, like, phrase. And so they were, like, blocked on Twitter by him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, pretty stupid. But um, I had to share that with you folks because that's just amazing. And it was in my, hey, talk about this on Never Realm file. It was, like, in, in that, so... And every baby dies. Shut up, Wesley. A couple other things. <laughs> so. Yeah. We don't just do that. Like, we, sometimes we do that during house shows as well. We're just like, oh, I should be taking notes. Why haven't I taken notes on this? Oh, yeah, because I spent the, like the last 15 minutes writing silly things back and forth to Mr. Guy. So <laughs> that's just how it goes. About Lance Archer with a coat <laughs> He pulls the he pulls the coat hanger out of like one of his braids. Is <laughs> this? Uh, he, he is the murder hawk monster. <laughs> I mean, like he's down, <laughs> he's down to murder. I mean, he's in Killer Elite Squad. So. Yeah, don't look under his house. That's all I'm saying. No, don't do that. So. <laughs> Wow, that's shocking. So, Luke, have you been watching any television shows? There, there's a new television show that I didn't even know was coming, and I watched it. It's awesome, and it's uh, it's called uh, Secret Invasion, and it's on uh, Disney Plus. Did you watch this? Do you know about this? Uh, no, I I didn't know about the Secret Invasions. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Know. I have no idea that it exists until now. I think I'd heard about it on some video talking about what's coming up Marvel, but uh, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, I like it. There's like there's like two shows I am up to date on, well, except for today because the two episodes came out. But Age Strange, of Dynamite. Strange New Worlds and <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. And that's <laughs> everything else. I'm just like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Um. I haven't watched Marvel stuff in ages. Like, I really wanted to see the new Spider-Man, but I haven't seen it yet. And he's my favorite character. What are you doing? I don't know, man. What are you doing, Luke? That that fucking movie is awesome, dude. I saw it, like, almost opening night with motherfucking John. It was awesome. All my money's going to pay-per-views. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you could watch it by other means. Yeah, I know. Tell you. I will, I, will, I will eventually, but uh, I'll watch it. I love the first one. It's, the first one was my, my favorite Spider-Man movie. Actually, it's my favorite superhero movie, the first Spider-Man movie. I thought it was, like, pretty much the best one. So I if the second the one, one is half as good yeah. as that, I'll be happy. I think it's times 10. I think it's yeah? like times 10. Like, it's not as tight of a story, but, like, <laughs> animation-wise, it's fucking, like, nothing I've ever seen in my life. You know how people, you know, like, 
these these big video game studios they're like determined to create these well-crafted um not not necessarily well-crafted games with graphics where you're like like red dead oh we've got to do all the horse shits for some reason that kind of detail you know what i want why don't you just use the animation style from these movies and just do the cartoony and shit? Like, who cares? So, you know, I don't know. People, I don't really care about realistic graphics. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Does, is no. the game good? <laughs> I, oh, man. So I've fallen into a game hole, and I just realized it's trying to suck me out of this podcast. I... I uh, was the other day, like Diablo 4 came out, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm a big Diablo dude. Played the shit out of Diablo 2. In fact, you know what? I bought that. And I was like, oh, go into PlayStation Store, PS5. Like, brother, there it is. Hit the fucking doohickey. It downloads Diablo 2, and I'm playing it a lot, Luke. Like, there's a problem. It's bad. I love Diablo 2. It's one of my favorite games ever. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's like the best game of all time, and I've been playing it a lot, and i got a problem. I've never really played any Diablos. Um, Disappointing. Disappointing. I don't really play well, games with other people. I, I tend to like standalone, like, one-player games, I guess. Um, mostly because I don't really have... Many, if I do have gamer friends, they've always got fucking other consoles. So I'm just like, you know, and I'm too stubborn now and set my ways. Well, then Diablo 2 is the game for you because it's a fucking single player game, adventure style. It's like, it's like, um, oh gosh, I don't know what, it's like Skyrim, but like from above. That's kind of what it's like. I don't know. It's a tremendous game. You should play it, but maybe don't because you won't do anything else for a while. I'm, uh, I don't know how much of it left i've got to go but i've been playing bioshock infinite for the first time yeah tell me been, about that been really enjoying it but i'm be here careful. i am yeah no no i'll be careful here i am though just <laughs> expecting like i don't know i've played the first one so i'm expecting something a little horrorish but really fun to play gameplay wise and all this kind of stuff and, and it, it's not that horrorish at all. It's more like this swashbuckling adventure. So I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. And as I'm starting to play it, and I'm walking through this town, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Everyone's <laughs> white as a sheep. What's going on? And, right. <laughs> and and then some. Then they start hitting hitting me with all the freaking like, um, uh, I guess the racial elements and stuff of the, of, of the game. It's not a racist game, at least from where I'm up to. It's the bad guys like, are playing. fucking racist yeah. in the game, right? Yeah. So they're me, and it's it's shocking in like an awesome way. It's good. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and hey, you know, it's if uh, you got to shoot some bad guys in a video game, you can't go too bad with. Uh, I mean, video game racists, right? You want to kill right. them right away. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so I was like, I'm cool with this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. It's like playing Wolfenstein. You're like, yeah, you're like I'm yeah. all in. Let's go. So I'm a, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm in this section now where I had to go to this weapon shop like three or four different times, but in like three or four different realities, and I'm not quite sure which reality is what now and what the <laughs> fuck's going on. So whilst I still like the social commentary and stuff of the game, and I like the aesthetic of like this um, – futuristic art deco 
1912 alternate history. I like all this stuff, but now they've got alternate realities and I can't keep my head straight. I've, I feel like I've been inceptions and shit. So uh, I'm a little lost, but the gameplay is still awesome. So I'll like, all right, as long as it comes together by the end, I'll be happy. So uh, as long as it sticks to landing ending wise, I'll, I'll be, I'll be right. It's a good, good game. You know, I owned it. Like I think on a couple different consoles and I enjoy playing it, but it's so linear. I don't like that about it, you know, and like, that's just not the kind of game I like to play. And I always get stuck at the same spot. It's like, where are these like, like either you learn how to use like a Raven, like, like uh, injection, you like inject yourself with shit and it makes you like super for a second. And so there's like some like Raven injection or you're fighting Ravens in like this wild museum where like all the museums are incredible and they're just like just bonkers you just watch it and it's like it's alternate history so there's all this just crazy ass shit and uh, you're on this floating city as you said the aesthetic and the world is like one of the coolest things i've ever seen it's a really really cool game but man it's like i don't know i couldn't get through it <laughs> i'm not good enough i suck at, at fucking video games I've played heaps of games that I thought, I like that. I'm not finishing it, though. Like, uh, I, I, I never finished Elden Ring. In fact, Elden Ring was, like, the first, like, Dark Souls-y kind of game I've ever played. And I played it for maybe, like, two months and got to a point where I'm just like, you know what? I understand why people like this game and games like these. But you know what? I don't think I ever want to play this again or games like it. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good enough. game and i can see why people love it yeah, yeah but uh it's... i felt like it was work because i kind of like to chill out when i'm playing games and kind of relax and maybe you know dumb it down from for my ass in terms of difficulty so i can like just feel like i've progressed and had a good time got a bit of good story elder rings not like that you gotta have your fucking senses sharp you're gonna die a lot and yeah it just did my head in right it's fine. There's a really cool game that's like that, but it, it it's part of the story. It's called Hades, and they're actually making a second one of it where, like, dying is part of the storyline. So you die all the time, but every time you die, it's part of the progression, and it, it progresses the story and all this shit. Fucking tremendous game. And uh, there's a second one coming out, and I'm excited for that. And I don't get excited for video games. So, you know, I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm a little excited for uh, AEW Fight Forever because it's going to have, you know, um, gameplay elements from those uh, really good wrestling games that I loved from the Nintendo 64 era. But uh, I don't think I'm interested enough to go full price on it. Like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm happy to wait. I've got games out the ass to play. Finish yeah. I can finish Yakuza 2. Uh, then I've got like three, four, five, six, seven, eights coming out, nine. Yeah, I got heaps of shit to play. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I right. have zero interest in that. <laughs> Absolutely uh, zero. Will you play Starfield? That is interesting to me because that's like the new, uh, you know, game by the company I love Bethesda that made like mm. several games that I like, or at least two games that I played. You know most of my like 
aka new generation you know next generation games have been fallout 4 and uh you know skyrim though i put put a lot of time in those games so really like that and i'm excited for something from those guys again that the people seem to be pretty fired up about you know i do keep up with the gaming news sometimes when it comes to games like that that i'm interested in so i what was the one there was like wild worlds or something like that there was like like a bethesda game that came out a couple years ago that was pretty good but it just didn't have that like thing oh the outer worlds outer worlds right yeah and it was fine it was just it didn't really hook me and i didn't really get into the like the like loot you know situation that you usually got going on with those games it's just you're definitely a loot guy yeah i like that yeah if you don't like that don't play diablo 2 so that's what the color game's about i like the loot thing i spent countless hours playing fallouts 3 and 4 which are the two bethesda ones but I still play Fallout New Vegas every year. But I can see why people would prefer three and four. Like they like as I said, I still put those two games on and have a give it a whirl and just be in those worlds. So I, I love I love me some Fallout. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. I'll check it out. Bethesda's owned by Xbox, so that shit's gonna be just like day one game pass game pass. Ah damn it. And uh, I'm just gonna freaking download that shit for free so if it sucks uh donkey balls <laughs> just cost me a month of uh game pass it's fine i gotcha yeah i need to subscribe to the goddamn thingy but i'm not gonna do it got enough subscriptions that's words hard to say right now so what do you yeah. want from me yeah that's true i don't keep my like what I, I have i have a game pass subscription usually about six months of the year because uh, usually I saw one on my birthday and for Christmas. <laughs> Fair enough. And the rest of the time, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I've, I've, I've got games on my shelf I can still play. So that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought uh, Valhalla, AC Valhalla for the PS5. And I haven't really played it yet because I played the shit out of it on PS4. Like the shit out of yeah. it. And that, that game is too much game. Too much! It's too way game. too much. That's the problem with it. It's a very good game, but it's way too much. So um, that's a game we got sitting on the shelf. I think I got something else sitting over there that I haven't played yet. I ordered 2K23 from eBay. And usually I have very good experience with eBay or Amazon or whatever. And uh, it came, fucking disc wouldn't play. Dude had to give me his mo- the, my money back. And I haven't really like ordered it again, but I need to. The 2K basketball series, Luke, is one of the best basketball series ever. It's just double dribble. It's amazing. I don't think I've played a basketball game since NBA Jam. That is a lie. That's a lie. You played Fantasy Dream Shooter. Oh, yeah. Part, well, video games, you, you know. But yes. that's, a, that's a basketball game. <laughs> Shut up, smartass. <laughs> But yeah, as long as my as long as I have a console that can play Saints Row 2 and Fallout New Vegas, uh, I'm pretty much a happy man for life. So play those like at least once a year. <laughs> once a year. I love these games. So I'm 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 pretty easily pleased in, on games. Well, I will you know refrain from commenting on Fallout New Vegas because I wish I loved it. 
it's not a looter. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely more of a story-driven game. But there is some pretty cool shit you can find. What's uh, what's one of the first like video games, like computer games or something like that, that you really got into and you kind of like lost your mind about? Uh, all right. Like I remember growing up, we had a twenty-six hundred. So I remember I had memories of that. I have memories of getting a Sega Master System two, which had like the built-in. I still know the theme. Do 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 do. Alex a kid, you know. I still know the theme tune of that fucking thing. But in terms of like, Luke, it's school time, or Luke, it's dinner time, and I'm just like, huh? How's that possible? It's probably like this space strategy game I used to play and it's superior sequel that came out not long after called master of Orion. Like you start off as an alien race in like this small corner of the galaxy. And then like you explore and expand your empire and stuff. And you can win by peaceful means or just like whooping everyone's ass and stuff. I do the ass whooping bit. Cause you get like these, you can get death star weapons and shit. It's pretty cool. So <clears throat> whilst I am not generally I don't generally think of myself as a strategy game guy. Don't that Master of Orion 2 specifically. I've still got it on I've had it on every single computer I've ever owned. I have it on this one as well. And uh I still play it. I uh, it's taken me, you know, almost 30 years, but there's like it goes from difficulty from uh, tutor to impossible. So tutor, easy, average, uh hard and impossible and uh it's taken me nearly 30 years but i can sometimes beat it on hard <laughs> sometimes how do i how do i spell the second word orion o-r-i-n oh, oh i thought you were saying Orion. no okay master of orion on steam okay you can play that right now luke like wow. yeah well i I, there's there's one that came out like maybe five or six years ago. I haven't really played that one, but I I have the one that came out in the mid nineties, probably ninety four, uh, called Master of Orion Two Battle uh, at Battle at Antares. Uh, that's okay. probably there too. You could probably get that on good old games or something like that, pretty cheap. So. I like the name of that, by the way. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, okay. On a mission, there's a so the Master of Orion means like in every galaxy map, depending on what it, no, every galaxy map can have a small one, medium, large, all that. Uh, there's a mystery planet, you don't know where it is because you have to explore the space, right? But that mystery planet is Orion, and Orion, if you can defeat the ancient uh defense system, which is like this badass ship, and colonize the planet, you get all these like amazing scientific discoveries and stuff like that that'll leap you ahead of the, the computer and stuff but uh, okay. if you if you think like oh I can, I can do this and you're playing on hard like i've been playing on hard and i'm like i'm gonna build a ship to go to orion now oh it's, the computer took it all right this game's over fuck <laughs> <laughs> what what like con you played that on the sega console is that right no, uh, Master of Orion. So I have vivid memories of playing an Atari and that the Sega Master System stuff. But the first game I ever played where, like, I the hours were just a huge blur and I don't realize the passing of time was Master of Orion. That's like the okay. first game I realized I was like, oh, it's midnight, should be asleep. 
you know so uh school holidays as a teenager was was uh really fun so i didn't have to go to bed as early so i could uh play the shit out of that game it's awesome wow well what about you thank you i have quite a game for you here so you know, we had a Mac growing up, and I'm not saying I didn't lose myself in games before this, but this is the one where I lost my mind, where I was like, I just could not stop thinking about it. It's just like, it was obs- I was obsessing about it. I was, uh, you know, like 15 years old, I think, when I watched, when I saw this for the first time. So this game is called The Beast Within. It's a Gabriel Knight mystery. And it's a computer game, and it came on like 100 discs. I mean, <laughs> it was like a million discs. It was like two of those giant jewel cases that would hold like four <laughs> discs. It was like two of those. And I had a Mac, so I think it came out a year later than it had come out before on, you know, Windows or whatever. And this game is like a point-click action game. I think that's what you call it. And so they, like, but it has all these, like, videos that are, like, live action videos. So there's actual actors that, like, act out what you, you know, click and do. And this is just, like, 1995. So, <laughs> so it's amazing. We're like, what the fuck? This is incredible. And it's a story. And this is where I lost my shit. Because, you know, like, I'm, I have German ancestry, and I'm interested in Bavaria. I've always been interested in that area for some reason. And when I was a kid, I just was like, you know, Bavaria, that sounds like a place that's for me. You know, <laughs> always in my mind, it, it felt that way. And this story has a lot to do with Ludwig II of Bavaria, which is this like fascinating guy that is, I mean, he is, his, he has a mysterious death, right? You don't, like, somebody killed him, but we don't know who. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. We're not sure. There's all these plots to kill him. It's incredible. He has. He also is the guy who built all those castles that when you think of a castle, that he built that one. Like, when you're thinking of, like, the picture of a castle in your mind, like, he's the one who built that one. He built all these, like, crazy castles because he was obsessed with, like, fairy tales and shit like that. Guy is wild. And this, like, game is wrapped around the history of this like crazy character, but it's about werewolves and maybe he was a werewolf. And this is a compelling like story that kind of is like, yeah, maybe he's a werewolf. So it's awesome. That's the game. I like. That's, that's, that sounds pretty cool. I, I, I uh, never really played too many point and click adventure games, I guess. I had them like, on my computer, I had like three or four games for some reason, all strategy ish. Even though, like, as I got older, uh, I found like strategy games got like too much for me, and I just stuck to the really old 90s ones that you know I knew how to play and play well. Uh, now I like a, I like a non linear game like you do, but I don't mind a, a good linear experience as well because Bioshock Infinite is pretty rad. I don't know, my awesome, taste changed. Right? Yeah, it's. Like, the world's really cool, too. Like, to the point where I'm like, where does the marker want me to go? Oh, straight ahead. But I can go left and right. Oh, I want to see if I can find any more of those little video view screen things and <laughs> and watch these crazy little movies. And I'm just like, holy shit, they're actually going for this kind of vibe. I'm like, okay, I'm in. It's such a cool it, game. It blows me away, too, because, like, I I played that game. And then in Fallout 4, you come across similar type things where it's like an alternate history 
and but it's these like museums that are talking about certain things that happen and it's wild I, I love that i love i guess i love alternate history and i didn't never yeah. really realize that until i played these stupid games so i like it too that's part of the appeal for me for uh the fallout games so uh but i um, i can't play one and two like it, it it's too archaic the controls like oh. and, and all that kind of stuff it's really old school late 90s and for some reason even though games like Baldur's gate which i have on the switch one and two um and planescape torment which i also have on the switch for some reason like they're they're old rpgs from that era as well yeah in fact, in fact the people who made planescape made the fallout one and two but they've all had updated uis and things like that so you can kind of play them and enjoy them and uh, you know some quality of life things and the thing is though like I'm surprised they haven't done that for Fallout which I think they'd sell like fucking hotcakes because everyone you know Fallout's one of the biggest franchises so it blows my mind that's never happened we haven't gotten at least like an update where that just make it a little easy to play or that way haven't decided hey Let's make 3D Fallout 1 and 2. Like, I don't know. It blows my mind. They haven't haven't decided. It, it frustrates me when you've when a company that has a fran, has franchise. There's a, the flip side of this is Disney, I guess. But it like I want more Fallout stuff. When's Fallout 6 yeah. coming out? Oh, maybe 10 years. Oh, for fuck's sake, really? <laughs> Obsidian made yeah. New Vegas in 18 months. Get out of here. What's going on? What's taking so long? <laughs> I and think the worst. Box with this. What's, what are you doing? <laughs> the worst and, offender in the in the video game like like realm of this type of person it, it, type of situation is Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, what was Grand Theft Auto came out? Like, when's the next one? Like, Skyrim's bad too. Like, yeah, come ten, on, man. More than ten years. More, more than ten years. And yet, like, like. The guys behind Yakuza have made like nine games and remade the fucking first two. Like I don't know, and and those games take just if you, if you want to do side stuff and activities and stuff could take just as long as the Fallout game can, you know. So I don't know, man. I don't know why it. it like I know the flip side of that is, hey, we're Disney and we've got this franchise. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey. yes. And we've just turned it into a dead horse. Mickey Mouse has the stick. Boom. Uh, he's going to beat the dead horse. But uh, it's got to be a happy medium, right? Like, not not too much material coming out, but, you know, not so much that it's like a decade and you're just like, what, what was Fallout again? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's a little much. And I get it that those games are hard to make, but, like, Red Dead Redemption 3, like, biggest game ever. Where is it? <laughs> why i don't understand you know <laughs> two open world zelda, zelda games have come out in the time and in, in that time and only one skyrim and only one fucking grand theft auto so yeah, yeah. but you can do skyrim in vr now so you can do that have you done that no but you, <laughs> I, I, ha, I have played the beast within the gabriel knight mystery which by the way it's fucking tremendous tremendous highly recommend available on steam oh, yeah. this episode yeah not not sponsored by steam by steam no they're not giving us any cash at all 
but uh, I don't know. It's 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 pretty good. Like uh, I usually games now. If I lose hours on it, it's because it's got a good story or it's got really cool side stuff to do that adds to the whole lore and stuff like that. Like a part of me wishes that like uh, if Bioshock Infinite was made now, here's what you could do. All right, you start off at the floating city. See all and any pretty much any building you see in the floating city, you can go there. That would be awesome. Yeah. And you got you know you got to ride the rails and some of them may be hard to get to or something like that. That's the fun of it. That's kind of how fun. I'd make another one like, like like that because the rail system and all that kind of stuff is just begging for a giant sky open world, which I think would be gnarly. But uh, I don't mind that it's it's linear either. It's uh, you know I think strict. that. Something else they get right on that that game is that they go a little cartoony, which is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why like every game has to be hyper realistic. You gotta look exactly like a human being. It's like nah, just go a little cartoony, and then you can get away with a lot more, you know. And it it kind of works if you have a style. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. There's some pretty shocking imagery in Bioshock uh, Infinite, and. I don't think I'd need that imagery to be super realistic. I feel like, yeah, you know, that would be a bit too intense and a bit too much. But the way they've done it in uh, in Infinite, it, it feels like it's it's straddling that line a bit, and maybe it goes over for some people or whatever. But I haven't finished the the game, so maybe next week I'll be just be like, welcome to the Neverend Podcast podcast, open to everyone except those motherfucking racists who made Bioshock Infinite. I don't know yet. <laughs> I guess I'll find out. I have to hope that I if they're really... doing subject matter like that, it's going to have a story that kind of like like pays off and is, is good and stuff. But uh, we'll see. I know what happens, but I can't tell you, Luke. And you don't want to know anyway until you experience it for yourself. If you can get that far, because I could not. So I looked it up on YouTube, and that's what I do with games sometimes. Hey, if I get stuck, I don't give a shit. If if it takes me more than uh, if I haven't figured it out in like 10 15 minutes, I'm just like, all right, YouTube, some mega nerds made a video about this already. So uh, oh yep, there it is. Oh, and then I see the solution. I'm like oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Well, Diablo 2 will never let you down, Luke. It'll always have more loot for you to get from the monsters that you kill who make hilarious noises when you kill them. It's a tremendous game. You should buy it. <laughs> Play it all the time. <laughs> well, come to bed. Can't talk. Playing Diablo 2 again. Playing Diablo 2 forever. So when I was a kid, that game and Warcraft 2, me and my buddy played online together. Right? You know? And that was so fun. And that was the whole deal where... Mom, what the fuck? You picked up the phone. Like that kind of shit happened. And like, <laughs> you know, like it was amazing. And Warcraft 2, I wish there was a way to just play it. You know, like that that's a tremendous game. But like computers are like at the tens and this thing wants to be at the twos to like play. And you can't quite it doesn't quite work. And I don't really understand why that is. If you know how to play it. Email us at neverupapod at gmail.com. Tell me how to play Warcraft 2 on my computer, please. I have a Mac. Andy, I did think, like, have you tried DOSBox for your games? Like, old PC games and stuff? 
I don't know what that is. Oh, well, I I barely know how to make it function either, but I've managed to get a game or two running on it. I'm not very tech savvy. But uh, <laughs> here's someone who looks like he might be tech savvy going by this weird-ass fucking photo. We, uh, we have a bunch of wrestler diaries in our back catalogue, and I did notice that uh, two of them are from Hiroki Goto, so we should uh, probably do a Hiroki Goto diary. For, for, you know, uh, we got mind. all these emails from Jay, who it was so kind to send them to us, and we appreciate yep. her infinitely. And, oh, yeah. like, Luke is like, dude, these fucking, they're burning a hole in his email. And he has to get rid of them, which I understand when they're Goto. Diaries, so <laughs> I'm all in, Luke. Let's all right. get through the Kodo Wrestler Diary. All right, so it is episode 408. Oh my fucking Christ. No <laughs> one's read all these. If you've read all of these, I don't think you're the kind of person I want to have beers with, Mike. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I don't know, man. Uh, unless they're consistently good, like the no, I will do this one. Then I'll, then I'll be like, all right, I'll allow it. But, yeah, uh, that's anyway. true. He did have one of one of the classics, so let's give he him did. a chance. I right, did this episode 408, Overthrow, a season of bewilderment, frustration, and excitement. And we got a photo here of Hiroki right, Goto. Because <laughs> you don't think Goto and excitement mix. Uh, but uh, this photo of Goto, he's got some kind of like circuitry makeup on his face, and... Something's a little off about the photo, like it's an AI image or something. So, do you remember a long time ago, Samoa Joe, he was in TNA, and he had this new deal. He's like, I have a tattoo on my face now, and it looks kind of like a schlong. That's, kinda what, that's exactly what this looks like. Yeah, he's got a circuit board schlong on his face. All right, let's go with that. All right. So this diary entry is from May 30th, 2023. And this Gosh. motherfucker's stealing my shit. Can you see how this diary entry starts? <laughs> Motherfucker. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> All right, professionalism. I promise you, I'm looking at this. Hello, everyone. The Super Junior Tournament also marked the arrival of a new What? What? That son of a bitch. I told you he's a piece of shit. And I told you the reason he's a piece of shit is because he steals shit from everybody, including you. Fuck. That guy rags on us all the time on that podcast. He's not going to read this. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you, Goto. (laughs) The Super Junior Tournament also marked the arrival of a new era. The younger generation is growing up. And I'm happy yeah! to see that things are beginning to change around here. Are you? You're going to lose your spot. Uh, yeah. Next up <laughs> next up is a big show at a Psycho Joe Hall. The IWGP tag team belts that we lost to Aussie Open. Now we have a big chance to get them back directly. In truth, I would have preferred to win them directly from Aussie Open, but Mark Davis's injury caused them to vacate the titles. He likes the word directly. <laughs> if it's an injury, it can't be helped. I can get them back when Davis's injury is healed, I'd be willing to nominate them as our challengers. However, 
Two days after this announcement, Aussie Open announced that they were signing with AEW, and the team of Okan and Hanare, their stablemates, started throwing around suggestions that the whole thing was a strategy to win the belts back for the Empire. I don't understand. There were so many things that didn't add up. I was bothered. So annoyed. And to top it off, they've started interrupting my matches, and I can't sleep at night. If this is part of their strategy, then damn, it's working. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to see a feud against Hiroki Goto where it's like uh, Goto finishes early, pisses off, goes back to his hotel room to sleep, and then the, after a match, the camera cuts to, like, Yoda Suji with a fucking air horn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that would be amazing. And Suji would be perfect for that role. And then Suji wins, of course. All right. Arasoka Joe Hall. The match will be a three-way as planned, but the plan to win them back from the Aussies, as I wanted to, is certainly not. Speaking of frustration, I've recently decided to try camping, so I've brought some camping equipment and I'm ready to go. <laughs> but it usually rains when I'm supposed to go, and the rainy season yeah. is about to start. I don't mind the rain, but when am I able to go camping? Mother something like, you can... fuck you, go to. I wonder if there's something you can set up that uh, blocks out the rain. Uh, I mean, it's possible there could be a thing. When will I be able to rent a camper van and go camping at a campsite with a view of Mount Fuji, <laughs> eat camp food and drink and sit beside a campfire under a star-filled sky at night? Well, why are you Maybe bitch? the end of summer. But now we have solar-powered portable generators and such. We should be able to have a comfortable time camping. And all these camping tools will definitely be useful in the event of a major earthquake or catastrophe that may come in the future. I'm also interested in going camping with a portable tent sauna. What? I can't imagine. I can't stop imagining how exciting it would be. Yeah, because, like, even when he's off camping, he wants to have a fucking stare down in a sauna somewhere after a heart attack. He's like, no, I will set up this tent. <laughs> dude, this is this sounds like a dude that um, wants to go camping, but as soon as, like, there's, like, a, a roadblock, no matter how small, he's like, nah, nah, nah. Piss his tent. I will piss his tent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My dreams of camping... Help me get through my training for for the title match. If only I could have something concrete to look forward to. Finn. What? And yes, he did fit in, in the email with Yeah, Finn. he he always does. Because he's a bitch. At least he talked about wrestling then. Then he went on this weird... Like, so, he has dreams about camping that uh, Yo dreams about having a car or something. I mean, half of it was a character. That was great. The other half was just, what are you doing? What happened? What happened, Goto? Did the, the, he had drank like two energy drinks by the first one, but by the, the, the second like part of that, the, the fourth and fifth energy drink, it kicked in. You can tell he's never been fucking camping before too, because not only is he planning to go camping, he's obviously got like enough equipment to hold off the zombie apocalypse or something. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's he's a weekend warrior. He just buys the shit. You know, he's got all the gear. You know. Yeah, and it's all shiny and uh, brand new looking. And he's yeah. it's been in his his garage for like ten years. He don't, he don't waste it. Yeah. 
When will I be able to rent a camper van? He sounded really impatient. Well, I want to do it now. Now, 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 now. You made him sound impatient, you know, which yeah. is understandable because I think it's written that way. He's bewildered, frustrated, and excited. Yeah. I think he pooped in his pants. Pretty sure. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> Go to poop his pants. Can only hope. Oh my goodness, that was uh, that was a pretty good one. Actually, it's not as good as Godot's first, but I don't know. One bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. You know, Godot, he's good for Wrestler Diary because he's so hilarious and he has no idea. No, but uh, yeah, we had two of those, so uh, look forward to another Goto email uh, diary in the future. We have how many do we have left? One, two, three, four, five. We got six of them. Oh my god. <sighs> that's pretty cool. And yes, they were burning a hole in my pocket just a little bit, Mr. Guy. <laughs> that's a great phrase. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, it has been a while. Yeah, oh, well, I don't know. So, unless uh, Mr. Guy has anything that he'd like to add. Break any trash. Um. Send your translations of that to uh, neverimpotagmail.com and uh, <laughs> in Gator, we trust. 